And ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode. The last episode of the 2023 season. This is the Sports Cave, along with my co-host Zach. I'm Robbie. And Zach. What is up, folks? How are we today? This was your first year doing the Sports Cave with me. And you know what? This is one of the best years we've had with the Sports Cave. You got a sugar coat, Robbie. It was the best year we've had with the Sports Cave. What a ride. We've uh, we've gained a lot of followers, a lot of people that we know, some people we've never met before joining in here on um, on Twitch. Um, a lot of my coworkers gave a follow as well. So shout out to all the coworkers there at Yard Metals. Thank you very much. Fucking right, Yard. Um, we've had some big names come on the show. You have your friend Johnny from the Gate 14 podcast, which has done extremely well. Come on and very, very shit well. on the Yankees. To a Yankee fan, which I'm sure made him hard as a rock. And made, good, made some good content as well. Very good content. And we, t- I took a risk. I messaged this random guy that popped up one day in Twitter by the name of Cody Duncan. And Cody's a friend of the program. And Cody knows he's definitely welcome back anytime um, he would love to come on. And uh, just grateful for all of our fans and where this And, of course, you, you can't forget Mr. Michael Mudo, Dark Horse, Dark Horse MMA. Check him out on Instagram. He was on this one for a little bit, too. Great MMA page if you are a fan of the UFC. Hilarious. Hilarious. Give him a follow. Oh, yeah. Also, just a great guy. Dude, he got, a lot, of, he got a lot of likes on the, um, <laughs> the, the fucking when the UFC referee has a bet and it's not going their way. Yeah. I know, some of his videos blow up, man. He's got like mil- a couple million views on some of his videos. Let's see, because I don't know if he's on Twitter now, but if he's on Twitter, let me see if I can find that video. I don't know if he's on Twitter. I think I just found it. He is on Twitter. I guess that would be, yeah, that does make sense now that I'm thinking about it. He for sure would be on Twitter. Oh, he is. I just don't see the uh, the video there. But, um, you know, folks, we could sit here and lollygag and take up, you know, tons and tons of hours of, uh, you know, just simpy little shit. But you know what? Cleveland Browns have a big Thursday night football game tonight. Zachary's ready. Uh-huh. I'm ready. But we're going to give you guys. Let's clinch tonight, boys. We're going to give our fans a good round of applause. Ryan, you sexy Kind of sounds beast. like someone's clapping cheeks. Let's try this one. He even says, let's go, Browns. Ryan, there's wow. no one better, Ryan. There's no one goddamn better. Did he say, let's go, Browns? Is that what you said he said? That's what he said. Wow, that's fucked up to Steve, man. And he's saying that because Steve has a 14 band. Now, in, ca- in case you didn't know, Zachary, there will be no Steve for today's episode. Was he, get- was he getting vulgar? He got a 14-day ban from Twitch because oh, wow. he said he was going at the uh, liberal streamers, and uh, it got reported, and he got a 14-day ban. Yeah, that sounds like Steve right there. That sounds like Steve. A real patriot, this fella is, you know, taking down the, the little softy libs. Let's try not to get that same ban. <laughs> yep, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, uh, but, Robbie, we have... Fancy football championship week for a lot of people that aren't me and Zach. <sighs> we have a fuck ton to cover this episode, Mr. Robert. We and do. like I told you before, I plan on watching this goddamn game tonight. So I say we uh, pump these wheels into motion here. And as we do that, we all know what time it is. <laughs> That's it, right? Happy Thursday, right there, Thursday. folks. 
you know that's going to give you guys some goosebumps sitting at home here, fellas. And I know you guys normally think Thursdays is the uh, that's the pick episode. We do all of our weekly picks. Well, we weren't here for you folks on Monday, so we also got a recap. A pretty exciting week 16 in football. Indeed it was. And you know what, Zach? Once again, madness in week 16. Um, do you have the scores in front of you, or would you like for me to load them up? I can pull them up in two and a half seconds. I got them right now. Okay, there we are. Look at that. I'm fucking ready, dude. Like, I'm looking forward to today's episode. All right, ESPN, you fucking twat waffles. What is going on? There we go. Okay. So we start off with Thursday Night Football in L.A., where both teams are desperate for a win. One, to stay relevant in the wildcard standings. One, wildcard, but mainly so the NFC South, as the Los Angeles Rams defend their home turf and win by a final score of 30-22. to 22. You, n- you never said who they were playing. The New Orleans Saints. There we go. <laughs> Listen, I'm a little rusty. Normally you would take care of this, but I got it right here. We're locked and loaded, and we're ready to go. Zachary, just as I ever so predicted, Kieran Williams with another touchdown. He's been an incredible, incredible accusation via, I think, the draft Dude, for the Los Angeles Rams. second in rushing yards this season. I mean, he's so? good, like almost 400 behind McCaffrey, but I mean, I think it's pretty safe to say McCaffrey's going to be winning this uh, Russian yardage, like not really award. So it's, I guess it's a personal award. You know, you, you know, deep in your heart, you want it. Right, right. Well, I don't know. I mean, he's also missed some games. So if that's true, then it really shows to what this guy has brought for the Rams this season. Uh, moving on to the next game. This is a game that I said I just didn't have the nuts to take him. Part of me thought they were going to win, surprising one, and I didn't have the nuts to do it. And not only did they win, they dominated. They Mason Rudolph and the Pittsburgh Steelers obliterated Jake Browning in the Cincinnati Bengals by a final score of thirty-four to eleven. Rudolph on twenty-seven attempts completed seventeen passes for two hundred ninety yards and two tutties. Najee had a pretty good game for his standards from what he's been this season and last season. Nineteen carries, seventy-eight yards with a touchdown at Acrisure Stadium, better known as Heinz Field. And going into this game, the Bengals were two-and-a-half-point favorites. So the Steelers are now 8-7, and seven, and Mike Tomlin's reputation of a winning coach is still there. Is still very much alive. And not only did the Steelers obliterate the Bengals in that game, but they also essentially kind of obliterated their chances of a playoff spot this year, Robbie. Jake Browning, he looked absolutely pathetic. I mean, not the back-to-back weeks now. He's looked terrible for the Cincinnati Bengals team, and I think if you're if you're a Bengals fan at this point, I mean, you might as well just just give up on it. The season's done for you. No, Jamar Chase obviously didn't help either, but to get destroyed that bad with a Mason oh, Rudolph-ran offense, I mean, that is that is that cannot happen. That cannot happen. No, that's absolutely embarrassing. Um... Speaking of embarrassing, what would have been the craziest upset probably of the season? Easton Stick and the Chargers came ever so close of taking down the Buffalo Bills in L.A. until I believe they got a game-winning field goal, if I'm not mistaken, Buffalo. Yeah, Um, Buffalo dodged a serious bullet right there. You know, after having crazy momentum, taking down the Cowboys, taking down the Chiefs, they came very close to blowing it to the Los Angeles Chargers, but they hold on to him by a final score of 24-22. Is that not such a Buffalo Bills thing to do right there, too? You go down, you take some of the most dominant teams down by pretty fair margins. Yeah. And then you have a fucking nail-biter shootout with Easton Stick and the pathetic Los Angeles Chargers. 
with no Keenan Allen, with no Mike Williams. Yeah, that's it's it's insane. Yeah, NFL has uh, been it, super insane this year with like games that you look at and be like, you know what, it's a mortal lock, and then it turns out to be <laughs> a fucking an upset, yeah, a win. blowout, yeah. But it's, at the end of the day, the Bills get the job done. So I guess uh, kudos to you, Buffalo. But you know what? It still puts into question about is this team legit? Are they a legit playoff team? And hi, bestie. Hey, you watch your manners, Travis, when you talk shit about the Toronto Maple Leafs. All right, you son of a bitch. Yeah, Travis, what the fuck? You watch it. Son of a bitch. Anyways, before we are really interrupted about the Toronto Maple Leafs, the pristine franchise in hockey, although, you know, we all understand it's been a while. Anyways. Yeah, yeah. The Buffalo Bills prevail and take down the Chargers. Sunday football action. Who's the, Thank you, Ryan. We thank love you. Thank you, Ryan. We love you. Um, the Atlanta Falcons with Taylor Heineke destroyed the Atlanta Colts by the final score of 29-10 defending Indianapolis Colts. Fuck! Fuck! Drink. Because hey, you, are, you are rusty on this one here, huh? Not anymore, I'm not. You hear that? We're good. Now the gears are getting greased. They're getting greased. The Indianapolis Colts lose to the Atlanta Falcons 29 to 10. Zach, what was your take of this game? Or did you not see any of it? I watched a bit of it, yeah. It honestly, um, kind of surprising to see like Atlanta have that big of a W, especially mm-hmm. for the I thought the Colts have been playing pretty good football last little bit. Um that was a big loss for him right there, Robbie. Uh and like you said before, Atlanta, for some reason, especially it, it wasn't Ritter, right? It was uh Heineke playing. Taylor Heineke, yes, sir. Well, then never mind. I was going to say that the Ritter stats when he's playing at home are absolutely fantastic. But I guess if Heineke was playing, it's it's uh, that's going to be a tough loss for the Colts to look back on because I think that was the one that's going to knock him out of any sort of playoff contention. Is it cold in your room? Maybe turn on the heat so you don't need a winter hat, dude. Travis, don't fuck with me. Do not fuck with me, Travis. We are in a strict time limit here, sir. Yeah, Travis, but it also, you are wearing a winter hat inside. I mean, he does have a good point there. It's comfy. What's wrong with wearing a comfy hat? I'm not taking it off. Well, please keep it on. I'd probably even pull it down like a little bit lower if you wanted to. You're a piece Anyways, of Robert, let's get back to football. Yeah, fuck you. I mean, it helps when your kicker g- gives you 15 out of your 29 points. Young, who, cool. I mean, he has been uh, the best kicker so far this season, Robbie. One of, one of. Actually, I think you know else been pretty good, Mister Dustin Hopkins of the Cleveland Browns. Jake Elliott of the Philadelphia Eagles. Justin Tucker's always good. He's missed a couple this year, though. Yeah, he has. Um, Seattle goes on in the road to Tennessee, in which they were down by a score of ten to six heading into the fourth quarter, and they outscored the Titans fourteen to seven to take another much needed victory to fight for the wild card by a final score of twenty to seventeen. Ryan Tannehill's numbers, Tannehill-esque. 18 of 26, 152 passing yards, which is why I said to a lot of people, if you had the opportunity to start DeAndre Hopkins, you better find a better option. Well, thank you, Dad. Bob, thank thank you you very much. Isaiah, Isaiah, welcome to the stream. Welcome, sir. Welcome. What the fuck has happened to Shark? Shark! Sharky! Yeah, he just fucked right off, didn't he? We haven't seen him in a minute. It's sad. I miss Sharky. Um... Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins, not a good game. Uh, Derrick Henry had a passing touchdown, but this is probably the end. passing touchdown. This is probably the end of Derrick Henry in Tennessee, and maybe the end of Derrick Henry in general. Although, 
I won't say that because we thought Zeke would never come back. We thought he was done after the Cowboys said no and the Patriots brought him in. So there's going to be some team that looks at Derrick Henry and be like, you know what? I mean, he's a big boy. Maybe He'll get picked he up by someone for right sure, spot. but I think the the days of him being a dominant force are those are those are long gone for Mr. Henry. I think. No, I agree, but um, I just want I just think to myself, what team could really benefit from him? That's like a contending team. So maybe someone like the Chicago Bears. I mean, the Chicago Bears they really turned their season around with Justin Fields got healthy once he got comfortable with DJ Moore, and with the acquisition of Montez Sweat, they've looked pretty goddamn good. They've looked late on during the season. Very good. This- I think another team that could possibly use him is the Bengals. Maybe backup Joe Mixon. Well, I don't. Derrick Henry's not going to go be a backup, bro. Well, you think he's going to be a starter? Over Joe Mixon, I think so. Joe Mixon is pretty shit. Joe Mixon's doing good this year. He's not shit, but I mean, I don't know. There's definitely there's definitely some place that could benefit off of Derrick Henry that can help them make a run for the playoffs. And unfortunately, with Tennessee, you got a rookie quarterback, you got a washed up. Well, I don't want to say washed up. I just don't think that outside AJ you Brown, have, you have Ryan Tannehill. He's just the exact same. We're talking about the the same quarterback he's been for the last fucking ten years. He'll have a good game here and there, but he is we just absolute want to take this moment mid. to salute you, the greatest fans. Oh in the world. God damn, Isaiah. Isaiah, we're making some money tonight, baby. Let's I go. I love you, Isaiah. You beautiful soul, you. Thank you very much, Isaiah. You sexy beast. I love you. You are the best, Isaiah. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you for that subscription. Um, yeah. Merry Christmas to us. It is. It is a very, very merry Christmas. And I, by the way, I hope everybody had a great, great Christmas with your family and friends. Um, Zachary. So Travis used to work at a pizza place, and his dad got him a pizza oven. Oh, very nice. It's charred, so it's kind of like a wood-fired pizza oven. Holy shit. The pizza was incredible, dude. Don't they cook it in like fucking five minutes? Very quick. It's so goddamn hot. So if I'm not mistaken, it's like 15 to 20 minutes to preheat. Once you put it into the oven, you got to count to like 20 seconds, flip it, put it in, and just keep flipping it until all sides are basically You flip the pizza? Well, not actually flip. You're just turning it. Okay, well then I would say you, all right, you get a little whatever. Shake or you want to be you, know? you want to be the fucking guy today, you son of a bitch. You want to well, be I'm Captain Literal saying. Man. You could be Captain Literal Man. I think everybody is what I'm trying to all say. Right. I'm trying to help you not sound like an idiot. All right, we're in this together. So you, uh, your idiotness what? is going to portray on me. Okay. Now why don't we rifle through? Some, was it Saturday games we got next? Those were the three Saturday we just did there. It does fit, Dad. This was fucking awesome. We went through all the Saturdays. We're into Sunday now, and now we're going to go into Ooh, Sunday, the battle Sunday, Sunday. of the NFC North in which we had Nick Mullins in the Minnesota Vikings hosting the Detroit Lions and Jared Goff. Nick Mullins, four interceptions, 22 of 36, 411 passing yards, two tutties. Uh, one of them to Justin Jefferson, six receptions, 141 yards, 141 yards and one touchdown. Now, I got something to say about that, Robbie, real quick. Sure. Uh, is that that has to probably go down in history as the worst 400 yard plus throwing game in NFL history? I think he's right there with Big Ben because Big Ben had like 400 yards against the Browns in the playoffs when the guys molly whopped him, right? Yeah, but he didn't throw four interceptions in that game. He threw a shit ton, I'm pretty sure. We'll say, we'll say definitely one yeah. of. One of definitely it's up one there. Of. It's, oh, it's yeah. got to be up there. Oh, yeah. And uh, due to his poor performance, um, their rookie quarterback, which I sent to you on Snapchat. Yeah, I forgot the here. fucking guy's name. I'm going to look it up here. Um, 
Oh, and Bob does make a good point too. Uh, no more Hawkinson tight end is done for the yeah, season in ACL Minnesota. ACL and MCL. That's a full blow knee right there. And that could affect most of next season too. Who knows what his timetable could possibly be? Um, well, and even when he comes back from that, like that's a that's a lot of damage to one knee to get surgically repaired at the same time. That's yeah, it's not going to be an easy one to come back from. Nope. Um, Nick Mullins to the bench. They're going to start their rookie quarterback, Jaron Hill. Um, I think uh, they're just like in panic mode. They're trying to find any way possible to make the playoffs, and I just Kevin O'Connell, I think, is just going to bite him in the ass. I mean, I think they're best out of the three was clearly Josh Dobbs, and I get that he had back-to-back bad weeks. but Horrible games, but I, I, know, I, I but can't disagree with you at this point. I mean, I think Dobbs he, always gave him a better chance to win than Nick Mullins in this rookie. Well, we'll have to see what this rookie has to offer here. So we don't know too much about him. What's going to happen here is if the rookie gets hurt like he did last time because he got concussed, is it Nick Mullins going in or is it Josh Dobbs? That's on, that's a very good question. I feel like he, I, they got to put they got to put the alopecia nightmare back in there, Robbie. I think they, give him a shot. You know, we know Josh Dobbs. The guy has the potential to just come out and look like a fucking Hall of Fame quarterback for a game, and then the next game he looks like me and you playing quarterback in the NFL. Hey, I said it before and I say it again. I think I'd be a very good quarterback. Well, you are very very wrong about that. Well, I'm glad you went with that word because it sounded like you're going to say something else there. No, that was what I was going to say. That was what I was going to say. Um, did you see the thing with Dan Campbell? Um, You're damn right I do. Oh my You're God. damn right I do, Travis. Let me see if I can find it here. Uh, that's a four-minute video. Uh, is this the one here? This is the one. All right, so here's Dan Campbell after their incredible win. Which also made them clinch. The their NFC first- North. Division title, and what was it, 30 years or first ever? Since 1993. 30 years. Damn. 30 fucking years. Here's Dan Campbell. And there's a lot of you in here, right? But first, collectively, man, we didn't know coming into this season, there's a lot of new guys, right? We had some core foundation. But, man, you find your new brothers, right? And you build from the ground up, and you've already developed through the core, which we did, man. We knew this wasn't going to be easy. You guys came in and earned it, and you've earned it all year. Give me the old guard up here right now. Come on, Dak Decker. Come on, Dak Decker. Whenever you do something like what we just did, it's special. It don't matter, man. And it don't matter how many you win in a row. They're special. But I can tell you this. When you're part of the organization, and it's been 30 years. 30 years. Yeah. It's special, man. The and these guys have been fucking dying for it and waiting for it, man. It's for you, baby. This first one's for you. The rest of you yeah. 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 Enjoy, brother. Yeah. Hey, it's been a long time coming. And it feels good. And you know what? Now everybody fucking respects us and everybody better fucking fear us. No doubt. Let's go, Lions. All three. One, two, three. Lions. Yeah. Awesome. And let's That's not forget. One man I think you, I would run through a block wall for right there, Mr. Dan Campbell. Now, in case you didn't know, because I knew this a while ago, Zachary just learned about, I think, today about Dan Campbell's tenure with the Lions as the tight end. He was a part of the this. 0 16 Detroit Lions team in 2008. You can't tell me that when he took the job, he knew what he was getting himself into. And the way he turned this franchise around 
in a short period of time where they moved on from Matthew Stafford, when everyone's given up on Jared Goff, and to yeah. find some of the key additions that they did, like Penny Sewell, Aiden Hutchinson. They took a chance with Jameer Gibbs in the first round this year when I thought, not a good look. It's a great look now. It's a he looks great fantastic. Look. And he looks better than Bijan Robinson's look this year, in my opinion. To find Amon Ross St. Brown late rounds like they did. To move on from TJ Hawkinson and have the faith that they had in Sam Laporta. This team, the way they've rebounded, is damn near Hollywood. 30 years of dog shit performance to now NFC North champions with home field advantage temporarily, depending on the circumstances. Yep. That, First was a, playoff home game in who knows how long. Congratulations. It was a cool video to see that fucking, uh, I think it was one of the linemen, uh, I think it was actually the guy that was in that video there who has been on this team since, I think it was his entire career. It's like eight or nine years. And he was uh, crying after the game. I'm like that. It's it's a cool video to see. It obviously means a lot to these guys. They've been a, I mean, for lack of better words, they've been an absolute dog shit football team for ever since I've become a fan of football. Yeah. But uh, I'm happy to see them doing well. I'm happy to see Detroit uh, picking up. We'll see what they do in the playoffs, though, because we know the defense is definitely a big question mark for them. You know, Kaylee, I'm gonna look that up right now because she goes, I don't believe it was the NFC North they were in. Um, yeah, because I heard that this is the first time they've ever won the NFC North division title. So I think she might be right on this one. And she is correct because it used to be the NFC Central where they went 10 and 6 and below them were the 9 and 7 Vikings and Packers, the 7 and 9 Chicago Bears, and the 5 and 11 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bam. Incredible. What an amazing story to such a. Oh, you know, a dog shit franchise for all these years. Yeah. Congratulations. To this Detroit is something Detroit Lions. fans deserve. Yeah. You can't hate Dan Campbell. If you hate Dan Campbell, then you're just one of those fucking haters that sips on the fucking If you hate Dan Campbell, then you hate football. You do. Because that man is the epitome of American football. Agreed. Um, here we go. Following game. When they were up 27-7 to at halftime, the New York Jets almost did what the Jets do. But they come back on a game-winning kick with Zerloin with five seconds left and win the game against Washington 30-28. to Washington falls to 4-11 on the year. Uh, in the middle of the game, they elected to make the change from Sam Howell to Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett will be starting this week. Surprise this, I'm surprised this one took this long to do, to be honest with you, for how Washington's will play. I know Sam Howell has looked pretty good in some spurts this season, but... Yeah. Again, it's another young quarterback we're looking at here. Let him sit down, watch the game, figure it out, because he obviously has potential. Like, the kid's not a shit quarterback by any means, but he he makes a lot of mistakes out there, I find. Yeah, he's all right, but, I mean, if you ask me, going into the season, who I'd rather have between... Kobe Brissett. Oh, you know who the day. fuck I'm taking on all that day. one. All day. All day. Um, let me see here, because I believe Trevor Simeon... Trevor Simeon threw the ball 49 times and only completed it 27 times, 217 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Brees Hall had 20 carries for 95 yards and two touchdowns. Um, I believe they had a pick six, if I'm not mistaken. Cooper inactive tonight. Ooh, that's not good. Is he? That's what Bob just said. Ooh, you hate to hear that. We'll get we'll get to that in a second. Um, next game loaded up here. The Packers. And Carolina battle it out as Bryce Young had his best game of the season. By far, looking incredible. 
early on career. He played actually. He looked like a legitimate quarterback this game, Robbie. He looked very good, but they came just a little short. Now, the thing that comes out of this, Zachary, I didn't get a chance to see what happened. Jahir Alexander is one is the fourth quarterback or um, captain essentially. They have their three captains in the fourth one, and he went out there and he did the coin toss and he almost fucked it up. And because of that, because of his reason to go out there without um, permission, they have elected to suspend him for one game. Wow, that I've never even heard of that before. To me, this late into the season. You're fighting for the playoffs. Your best defensive player, I don't care what the antics are, you don't do that. And to me, it sounds like it's the end of Jahir Alexander in Green Bay after this year. Well, it's a pretty selfish move on his part. You have to assume that they got to know the rules. You're playing this fucking, you're playing this league, you're playing this sport professionally. You should have a pretty good fundamental background on every goddamn rule that they can call for you. Yeah, I'm trying to see because I'm pretty sure I like the video because they, uh, they interviewed yeah. him. But you could uh, just got the just got the update. Amari Cooper inactive for Thursday night football. A heel injury. Sucks. You hate to see it. Um, but Jahir Alexander, stupid decisions get stupid prizes. So Jahir Alexander will be out um, this upcoming week. All right, Zachary, let's get to it. On the road against the Texans, Amari Cooper setting the single season receiving yards in a game. The all-time record in Cleveland Browns history with 265, surpassing the marijuana-addicting Josh Gordon as the Cleveland Browns win the game by a final score of 36-22, in which Joe Flacco threw for 368 of them, and again, 265 of them going to Mr. Amari Cooper. But yeah. the real story, I think, here, Zachary, as much as we want to talk about that, another season-ending injury for Cleveland Browns. The rookie quarterback, Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Zachary, tell me about it. Well, you know what? I mean, it's not as obviously detrimental as a loss we've had so far this season. It seems like every single game, people are dropping like fucking flies in this Cleveland Browns team. But DTR, you know what? He's done what he had to do this season. He comes out and does those little rush plays when we ever get into the little scrimmage area. And he's I actually am pretty excited to see what DTR can do in the future because he looked not too shabby. Like, I'm not, I'm not mad about that draft pick at all. He's a later pick in the draft. But the way Joe Flacco is slinging this ball, and I know he had two interceptions that game. The one was a definite interception. The second one was a right at the end of half. I think he was heaving a fucking Hail Mary, which that's a 50-50 ball. I mean, obviously it counts in the stats, but I'm not counting that as a game interception. And you know what I find funny, too? Amari Cooper, when they were up by a pretty good chunk, he was eight yards short of of the record. And Stefanski goes, sorry, buddy, we're not putting you back in there. And then Houston comes down and scores two straight touchdowns in like three and a half minutes. He goes, yeah, you know what, boys, get on out there. Get on out you there and finish to. up you for had us. To. Momentum was rolling for the Houston Texans at that point. And the Texans got great news heading into this week. C.J. Stroud is out of concussion protocol. He's going to be getting He's back. It, it, he it, do they back. ever need it? And, for the fa- and the fact that they were able to get the one win with Case Keenum, in which they took him out in the middle of the game for Davis Mills, big. For the Houston massive, Texans. massive. The one thing I will say about this game, Robbie, that I, I, I before this game started, I was sitting thinking to myself, I'm like, you see, like all these teams are doing big plays, like 65 yard throws. I'm like, I don't think I've ever in my life seen a Browns fucking throw for 50 plus yards where someone's catching it. The first play of the game, Cooper has like a 70 yard catch, and I was like, oh, this is going to be a good game here. Yep. 
I am I am very excited for Mr. Joe Flacco. Cooper not playing tonight is that's yeah, obviously shitty, but I still think we can take this Jets team down. And it's clinching night tonight for us, Robbie. So we'll we'll do our picks in a little bit, but we'll just have to wait and see. But this is uh, I'm excited for tonight, folks. All the injuries Cleveland Browns have dealt with this season, I did not expect to be at this point in the season with this record on our fourth quarterback of the year. It it's you you were talking about Dan Campbell with the Hollywood story. I mean, this this is this has the mean the means for some sort of Hollywood story right now. Especially, I know it's a long shot, Robbie. But if the Browns do end up making the playoffs and there's a matchup against the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore and Joe Flacco can go in there and take oh. them down, that has to be a movie. That has to be a movie. God, would he fucking want that game so bad. Oh. That's my comeback player of the year. Well, unfortunately, it's go-go-go to a guy who died and only played two snaps on the season because it's fucking retarded. I said it. It's retarded. Sorry. It's great that he's alive. It's great that he's able to play two snaps, but you're taking you should away actually play football though. You're taking away from what Joe Flacco's doing. You're taking away from what Baker Mayfield's doing. You're taking away from what Saquon Barkley's been doing. It's so Tua. F- Tua. It's so retarded. I don't give a fuck. Damar Hamlin, if he gets this award, it's a joke. It's a He's joke. gonna get the award. Like it's, it's already joke. printed. It's already printed. If you check the odds for it, Robbie, he's like a minus five sixty for it. I did. For, I those saw you, it. for those of you that aren't gamblers, uh, a minus 560 means to win $100, you'd have to bet $560. It's great that he's alive. It's great that he's able to play. Oh, shit. I was making a clip there. I was going to say, I was like, am I, am I lagging right now? Nope. But honestly, Robbie, that was a, a massive, massive win for the Browns. The offense looked fantastic. Again, the defense on the road looked great for a little bit, but started to fall through a little bit. But honestly, I can't really even blame them because... I think I saw a stat that the Browns starting lineup consisted of 30% of the players that they started the season with in their starting lineup. So that, that just goes to tell you there are the type of injuries that the Browns are dealing with. And Robbie, one of my find hilarious too, I get on Twitter after this game and I see a bunch of Houston Texans fans basically saying, Oh wow. Congratulations. You guys can beat us with a backup quarterback and no wide receivers. We have all these injuries. I'm like, there's a few teams you can make that argument with. There is no way you can ever make that argument facing the Browns this season. We yeah. are by far not even close to the most injured team. Yeah. No, I agree. Especially when it's all your linemen, essentially, too. That's that's big. Every single one. And they're not even like a, a twisted ankle. Like I think four of them are out for the season with yeah. torn ACLs. You're $45 million dollar quarterback and all guaranteed money. He's gone. You're a star running back. So what? that's another question, too, before we move on to the next game, Robbie. If you're a Browns fan and you're... Maybe a part of the Browns' little fucking ownership group or whatever. Do you like possibly look into seeing a way, like a loophole of how to get yes. out of this contract yes. after seeing how good yes. other quarterbacks are playing for this team that yes. make way less fucking money? Yes. I told you from the start, I understand that you had to keep your expectations high because you're giving this guy all this money. How? Are, how? Why? Why would you give a guy that was going through something very significant? off the field, whether he's found innocent or guilty, that is a terrible headline that you do not want to be a part of that he was a part of. And you yeah. want to take the risk off of that is insane to me. Like, I understand that they were they were in a desperate situation because, I mean, it was already pretty well clear that Baker and them were going to be uh, going away from each other. Excuse me. Yeah. But uh, I, I won't lie. Obviously, when the trade first happened, I, even – you got to be high. I was, I was like, super hyped. excited. Of course, because this guy was a top ten, Houston arguably was a, top five quarterback in football. I, I don't even think arguably. I think he was a top five quarterback when he was playing in his prime in Houston. Arguably, Brady, Rogers, Mahomes, Russell Wilson. Well, Mahomes wasn't there when he was playing in Houston, was he? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, they actually have, they had one of the best playoff games I've ever seen in my life, yeah. actually, Deshaun versus Mahomes. Yeah, so maybe you put him at five. Drew Brees was still playing. It, definitely arguable. arguable. That's we'll, we'll agree with that for sure. But, I mean, it, we're definitely not seeing the same Deshaun Watson. I even said it last week, Robbie. I said, I mean, if we're looking at just pure quarterback <laughs> throwing skill, being comfortable in the pocket and putting balls where they're supposed to go, Joe Flacco has looked 95 times better than Deshaun Watson has looked. Like, it's not even That's in the same said. market. No, I agree. But um, Cleveland goes to 10-5 and five on the season. Looking to go to 11-5. I imagine that if they do clinch a playoff spot tonight, I imagine they sit everybody week 18. Well, that depends. If Baltimore loses tonight, I bet you they don't. Or, uh, sorry, Baltimore loses this week. I bet you they don't sit everybody next week. That's fair. Because yeah, there is still the a very slim chance that they can get the number one seed if Baltimore loses both their games. The Dolphins win against Buffalo and the Browns win out. But even if you they get the, the two seed, then you're right. There, there's a good chance that they probably won't sit. Yeah, so we'll have right. to wait and see what happens. Into the next game here, the battle in Florida. The Jacksonville Jaguars go on the road to Tampa Bay, take on the Baker Mayfield-led Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Bucs get the job done convincingly by winning by a final score of 30-12. to 12. Baker Mayfield continues to impress 26-35, to 283 passing yards, two tutties with Mike Evans having both of them in seven receptions, 86 yards. Trevor Lawrence gets hurt in the game, ruins my fantasy season because of it. Should have started Jordan Love instead. He left the game with a shoulder injury. C.J. Beathard filled in. And if you're looking at the Jaguars right now, Zachary, it's not good. They've lost four no. in a row. And like I said it last week, probably, and I'm going to say it again. I am ready to have the conversation about Trevor Lawrence being a potential bust. I'm not. I think that's crazy. Uh, and I think we should also re-nickname Baker Mayfield to Baker December. Because this guy in the month of December is just lights out. I think he's got 10 throwing touchdowns, zero interceptions in this month of December. I believe they're 4-0. I could be very wrong about that. Let me pull them up. Yeah, they're 4-0. They won all four games in December. Baker Mayfield has looked, in the month of December, he's been the best quarterback in the league. I mean, he has been on fire. Definitely more deserving a comeback player of the year than fucking Damar Hamlin, but I digress. Massive win for the Buccaneers. They are very much in a, p- a playoff spot here, leading their division. Uh, they sit at 8-7, and seven, and uh, I was talking to Robbie before this podcast started. And a little fun fact for you folks listening. There are 13 teams, is it thir- yeah, 13 teams in the NFL right now that either have an 8-7 and seven record or a 7-8 and eight record. It's insane. That is ridiculous. Ridiculous. While the Jaguars have dropped four games in a row, fallen to eight and seven, the Buccaneers have won eight in a row, bring them to eight and seven. Four in a row. Four in a row, excuse me. Did I say eight in a row? You said eight in a row. Holy shit. Drink! Holy shit. I'm off. Wow. Four in a row, excuse me. Um... Those victories have come against the Carolina Panthers in a close one, 21-18. At Atlanta, 29-25. At Green Bay, 34-20, giving Matt LaFleur his first career loss in the month of December as a head coach. And then against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, you know, And I, also I, the first perfect passer rating from a opposing quarterback at Lambeau Field. Yes. Um, I'll tell you what. I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers got to give this guy not one more year. I think they got to give him a contract I extension. think you sign him. You 
ink him up because he the guy is obviously playing with a chip on his shoulder, Robbie. As a Browns fan, we definitely did not treat him well. No Me shit. Being one of the guys that didn't treat him well. You treat him like dog shit. On, well, and I, I can genuinely say this. I am ecstatic with how he's doing with Tampa Bay because I know he, he had a little bit of a run around there, played for a few teams, didn't really fit in there, I guess we can say. But it seems like he's a perfect match for this Buccaneers team, and he has proven it, man. The guy is he's finding his form, he's getting his confidence back, and he's slinging that fucking ball. Sling, stroke that shit, Cuzzo. Anyways, um, Chicago Bears oh. win by a final score 27-16 against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Justin Fields throws for a touchdown. Uh, the battle of the frauds, and what I mean by frauds are against teams with a winning record. It was the Dallas Cowboys <coughs> going to Miami to take on the Miami Dolphins. Zachary, you know what I got to say about that, right? How about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? Yeah! How about them Cowboys? Yeah! <laughs> oh, it always brings me joy to my heart when the Cowboys lose another football game. But hang on. Before I shit in the Cowboys, allow me to say this. Allow me to say this because I'm going to be on their side here. You ready? I'm ready. The officiating on Micah Parsons is bullshit. This guy is literally past the lineman, and the guy is hugging him from the fucking back. What is he supposed yeah. to do? It's like it's it's, it's honestly uh, not to bring it back to the Browns, but it's like watching Miles Garrett's last couple games. That's He's fair. getting held That's fair. almost every single play, and that one call is being called on it. And then, of course, when they finally do get through to the quarterback, and they give him a little forearm to the chest, flags fly up in the air for roughing the passer. Not good. Not good. And I'll tell you what. Not a good time for the Cowboys neither because now they got a big game coming up Sunday night. Or actually, Saturday night. They play Saturday night against the Detroit Lions. But in the Cowboys' defense, they're 3-5. and five. Did I read that correctly? 3-5 and five on the road this year? 3-5 and five on the road this year. So they have all five losses on the road, Zachary. That means they are wow. undefeated this year. At Jerry World. But here's the situation that they're going to be a part of. Let me look at the overall standings here. So right now, the Cowboys... Playoffs? They are the number five seed. Yeah, the first they would wild go card team, on right? the road to Tampa Bay back-to-back -back years if it pans off the way it is. That's where they started last year. But they need home field advantage at all costs. They're seven well, and all at home this year. Yeah, I mean we got to credit credits due. This Dallas Cowboys team went to greatness. I mean they're facing a very good Miami team in Miami, and I think that was a a very big statement game for the Dolphins because they hadn't beaten any good teams this season. Well, same with the Cowboys. Cowboys Who was the best up. team? The Cowboys be outside the Eagles. Obviously, they finally prevailed against the Eagles, but both teams were well known for blowing games and not winning against teams with an above five hundred record. Yeah, no, I agree with you. But I mean, the Eagles—it's a good football team. Like that was a big win for the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. The Dolphins, I think, wanted a little bit more. They needed that fucking win to shut some people up, and they got it. They got it. They did. Um, hell, hell of a game again. We're talking about kicking once again. Jason Sanders, who hit the game-winning, uh, the game-winning kick, also accountable for 15 of the 22 points for the Miami Dolphins. He was on fire. And wasn't that game when he kicked a decent... Wasn't that like a pretty lengthy one? I'm pretty sure it was 57 yards, if I'm not mistaken. Like, And, and he made it 
convincingly. Like, that could have been 67 yards and that would have cleared. Who the fuck gives a fuck about the backup Rico? I know. I, I was going to say the same thing too. I'm like, you who know, Bob, fucking cares? Info, but Rico Dowble sounds like someone in Napoleon Dynamite, for Christ's sakes. Yes. Who cares? <laughs> I, I don't even know what team he's on. I don't even know how. What oh, this game winner was like. a chip shot. All right. Um, and then Sunday night football in Denver. Zachary, this may be the last time you ever hear this played. Broncos country, let's ride. Well, Broncos I'm going to stop you there, Robbie. Let's ride. I don't think that may be the last time we hear that. I think that is the last time we hear that because it looks like the Denver Broncos, after dropping another game, have decided to sit and bench Russell Wilson for the next two games. Uh, going back to what I'm appearing to see as like a contract dispute. They were trying to get him to rearrange or whatever to get a little bit more money, and he was basically like, fuck you. Uh, and now there's a bunch of rumors that uh, they're going to be parting ways with Mr. Russell Wilson after he's had a pretty good fucking season. I mean, like, what other quarterbacks are going to be available for you at this point? I'll tell you what, too, Zach. Do you know when they did this? Do you know when this all started? I, I saw it in the thing, but I can't remember it right now. It started when they got their first victory in so many years, in a very long time, against the Kansas City Chiefs. That was October 29th. He went on to win against the Bills, the Vikings, the Browns, came damn close against the Texans until he threw an interception, won against the Chargers, got killed by the Lions, and lost to the Patriots. But honestly, Zach, we're going to be honest here. What a bounce back year for Russell Wilson. This guy looked like he was back to his old form, and it goes because Nathaniel Hackett was the head coach last year, and Nathaniel Hackett, as we could see, is already a shitty offensive coordinator with the New York Jets, and the only reason he's good or has that reputation of it is because of his time with Aaron Rodgers, where Aaron Rodgers can make me look good as an offensive coordinator. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... it's Honestly, I feel like maybe that's why he was playing so good after that, Robbie. When they sat him down, he's like, you know what? Clearly, he's not seeing a future with this team. He's like, I got to play my fucking heart out right now so somebody can see that I'm available. Because we we both talked early on about Russ this season, how he was playing himself out of a potential Hall of Fame career. Yeah. With how bad he was playing. I mean, I I don't think we're having those discussions anymore, Robbie. He's going to end with that he's a bona fide Hall of Fame quarterback by any means. But I, I, I definitely agree with you, too. But I feel like now his play is not. It's not discouraging that anymore. Maybe it's helping him out now because he has looked like vintage Russ these last few weeks. Maybe not so much last two weeks. Losing the Patriots in a pretty much must-win situation is uh, not ideal. No. Uh, Through 15 weeks, he's played 15 weeks of football because of the bye. His numbers will finish with a 66.4 completion percent, which is 10th overall amongst all active quarterbacks, 3,070 passing yards, which would be 18th amongst all um, active quarterbacks, 26 touchdowns passing, fourth overall, a 98 QBR, seventh overall. So to put the blame on Russ, to me, is insane. Okay, you know what? He had a bad game against the Lions, but it's not just his fault because the defense had a terrible game too. Okay, they lost against the Patriots. Do you know the Patriots? I told you this before the show. They have a top 10 defense as bad as they are, and they've been number one, I think, for the last four to five weeks. They only gave up 10 points to the Colts. Not that many against the Giants. Let me look at the the Patriots' uh, Last X amount of games. Hold on a sec. Defensively, the Patriots have been good. Crazy to say, isn't it, Zach? 
That is pretty crazy to say. Will this fucking computer accept when I'm trying to go back? Also, would like to just point out, Robbie, we are one hour away from kickoff. We are. We're going to get through it, Zachary. We're going to get through this. Well, you know, I'm just time management. Time management. I'm doing the best I can. I'm doing the uh, best Bob can. is saying that at Wilson's stats are comparable to Mahomes, if you remember correctly. And yes, I'm they are. I'm pretty sure I did see that as well, too. They are. So, and- sorry. Here are the Patriots numbers. So, they gave up 10 against the Colts, 10 against the Giants, zero or six against the Chargers, 20, 18 to the Steelers, 27 to the Chiefs, and 23 to the Broncos. That's not a lot of points. Yeah, I mean, against the Chiefs, too. I mean, that's a team that's just supposed to score points anyway. So right. for that be only being, tw- I mean, 27 is a decent amount, but they're doing their job. I mean, I guess not really doing their job because I feel like Patriots should be losing out this season. But hey, I mean, the second Bill Belichick heard that they were going to be parting ways and all that shit came out, it's, I think it's exactly the thing with Russell Wilson being told he's going to be sat. It's like, well, now I got to show these motherfuckers what they're missing. I think it's insane what the uh, the Broncos are doing here, and it goes to show why they're a joke of an organization outside of John Elway and Peyton Manning with the quarterback position. I mean, Jay Cutler do, fucking do you know who else is, uh, Speaking of stats being comparable, do you know who else's stats are very comparable this season? Who's that? The MVP frontrunner, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. And Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback, Baker Mayfield, except if we're looking at just the pure quarterback stats of the throwing and the passing yards, yeah, I think Baker has about nine or eight more throwing touchdowns than Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. It's so I, I, why is he the front runner? Like, I, I, I understand he has that multifaceted game to him, but to me, this is makes no sense at all. Agreed. Um, okay. Let's get through the Christmas day games. The Raiders go on to Kansas city to stun the Kansas city chiefs, 20 to 14, completely dumbfounded by the way the chiefs performed that day. They were all terrible. Every single one outside the defense, the defense did their job. Mahomes was terrible. The running game was terrible. Kelsey was terrible. Terrible performance offensively against a dog shit Las Vegas Raiders team. And it goes back to what I say. I think that Taylor Swift pussy's got a little bit of bad juice in there right now because ever since Travis Kelsey's been getting those steady twig blowjobs, he has not looked like Travis Kelsey, Mr. Robert. No, he has not. And I'm definitely going to clip that because that is fucking hilarious that you said that. Um, Dumbfounded by the way the Chiefs not looking good. No. Shark, Shark, we were talking about you about 15 minutes ago. Wonder where the hell is fucking Shark been? I wish it was a Flacco Shark, but you know what? We might tape a 15 over it for tonight because Joe is going to have a game. No Cooper, though. No Cooper, though. Yep, not looking good. Um, unfortunately for the Chiefs, Another loss, and they go a little bit further down because I believe the Dolphins have the two seed. They have their three seed, and I believe they're going to be battling uh, with the four seed with the Indianapolis Colts, right? I think they have the the AFC North right Jaguars. Now. Is it the Jags? All right, so they're battling with the Jags. They should be able to do better than the Jags. I hope the Jags keep the four seed and Browns keep fifth because are, we are going to obliterate the Jaguars if we play them in the first round. That's fair. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles survive against the Tommy DeVito slash Tyrod Taylor uh, New York Giants. It's been confirmed that Tyrod Taylor will start over Tommy DeVito, which I think is stupid. I think, I think DeVito's looked pretty good. He's, look, he's looked way better 
than fucking any quarterback in New York this year. He's been the best quarterback in New York this year. He's been better than Aaron Rodgers because it lasted four snaps. He's been better than Zach Wilson. He's been better than Tim Boyle. Better than Trevor Simeon. Better than Daniel Jones, who you gave $40 million to. Better than Tyrod Taylor. So well, now it's just like, all right, Buffalo's we know. New York, too. Oh, okay. Whatever. No, fuck you. The metro, the metro fucking politan area. Fuck you. All right? Anyways, I mean, he's had games where he has looked better than Josh Allen, believe it or not. Anyways, anyways, Tyra Taylor mm. is injury prone. So, unfortunately, if something happens, he'll be right back in there. But the Giants... Well, hope no one punctures his lung this time. The Giants got kind of screwed in that game after completing a, a decent catch by Darren Waller inside of the sidelines. It took forever for the referees to bring the ball to the middle of the field. So, Saquon had to grab the ball rush it over where they had at least three to four seconds left. Then Tyrod Taylor, as he goes to throw the football, you could see Saquon getting pushed out, and there's no flag as they intercept the ball, and that was the game. Terrible officiating cost the Giants a potential crazy victory, but we'll never know. And the Eagles have been getting these calls all year. Like They just just feed off these fucking shit calls. Push-push and terrible officiating are the reason why the Eagles have the record they do. fair oh and i guess we should probably note that uh, jalen hurts that game did in fact pass cam newton to set the nfl single season record for most rushing rushing touchdowns by a quarterback at 15 but the difference is is cam newton actually rushed his touchdowns in yeah. whereas jalen hurts has seven thousand pounds of pure fucking beef and goddamn liver pushing him in from his rear end into the end zone yeah yeah and it's funny because jason kelsey sent his podcast He told DeAndre Swift, I'm sorry, brother. You know what we're doing here. It just is what it is. All right. I called it. Did I not call it, Zachary? Did I not fucking call it? Give me my fucking siren. Where is my siren? (laughs) I called it, and boy, was I right, but I didn't expect it to go down like this. The 49ers lose against the Baltimore Ravens. They get mollywhopped 33-19 off of a terrible, terrible performance by Brock Purdy, which has knocked him out of the MVP conversation, essentially. Um, In the beginning, though, it looked like it was going to go in the Niners' favor with the referee tripping Lamar Jackson in the end zone for safety. And it's funny you say that, too, because I saw that um, the San Francisco 49ers, I think they've had four quarterbacks that they faced, and then the next week after that, the quarterback has a season-ending injury, so... Hopefully Lamar Jackson didn't uh, pull or, you know, do a little tear in that little play there because that was ridiculous. The ref was even laughing as he was going down. Yeah, he was. That's going to be a meme forever. But, uh, Robbie, you were definitely right about this one, and I think we have to start having the discussion of the Baltimore Ravens being the best team in the league this year. You know, I told you that to me it was almost convincing that whether it's the Cowboys, whether it's the Eagles, whether it's the Niners, they're going to be the Super Bowl champions because the AFC doesn't have much competition. I better start respecting the fact that Lamar Jackson only has one career loss against the NFC. If the Baltimore Ravens make it to the Super Bowl, how could they not be the favorites? The defense is immaculate. Lamar Jackson's finding ways to win football games without multiple running backs as Dobbins is hurt, um, Mitchell got hurt, and Mark Andrews is hurt. Did Gus Edwards get hurt? I thought he he was done for the season, too. No, I don't think he is because he was playing... He was playing Monday night, so I don't think Gus Edwards is. Oh, false alarm. False alarm for sure. Be careful. Never know. And his receivers, Zay Flowers... And uh, Rashad Bateman dropping passes consistently. He finds a way to win football games. But this Ravens team is good because of the way they've been good throughout their history. They're a, lug- they're a luxurious 
defense. Roquan yeah. Smith, Patrick Queen, Kyle Hamilton, amongst company. Continu- uh, Kyle Van Noy, I think, has seven and a half sacks this year, which is a career high, and he's had a pretty success- successful career with the New England Patriots. Pretty good with the Chargers. Then he came back to the Patriots, was even better, and now he's killing it with the Ravens. Look out for the Baltimore Ravens. But Zachary, like you said, we're over an hour into this. Let's go into our Week 17 live picks. You know what it is, folks. It is Thursday yes, Night Football sir. tonight. It's also Thirsty Thursday. I didn't grab enough beers. I might have to go grab another beer. This is beer number three. Cheers to all my homies out there. Um, Cleveland Browns, 7-1 at home, facing the worst offense in NFL. The New York Jets and Trevor Simeon taking on the Cleveland Browns. Tickets go as low as $220 as of right now. It will be Jesus. 37 degrees and cloudy. The Browns are six-and-a-half-point favorites. In case you didn't know, Zachary, head coach Robert Sala, Mitchell, Mitchell, not Edwards. Thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you, Keely. Um, fuck. Robert Sala, it's Robert Sala says he has zero regrets about not bringing in Joe Flacco after Joe Flacco came out and openly said that he called the Jets and he was interested. He said, no, thank you. We're all good. And boy, do they yeah. fuck up. So that's Joe full Flacco, of shit. Joe Flacco will be saying this to them as the Cleveland Browns win tonight. Fuck your life. Bing bong. Now, we obviously, we noted it earlier. No Amari Cooper tonight, but no problemo. I know the Jets defense is they're They're one of the top ones in the league. I think they're ranked fourth or fifth right now, which is surprising with their record. Yeah. But as Robbie said, their offense is horrendous. I know Cleveland has a lot of injuries to their defense, but Cleveland's defense at home with whoever the hell they put out there, just seems to thrive. Uh, I'm, I'm taking the Browns in this one convincingly. LeBron, who are you taking to win this game? That's Cleveland for LeBron. Yeah, it sounds like Cleveland. Come on, man. That's too easy. You're right, LeBron. It will be too easy tonight, as the Jets will lose against the Cleveland Browns. Now, do me a favor. Take it easy on Steve. I'm not going to say nothing. Steve wants him to lose. He doesn't want to win right now. I know, but you're still the type of person to talk shit. I think that's more you. All right? I might throw a couple blunders out there to him, but I think Steve, Steve's a grown man. Shark says 24-3. Low-scoring game, 24-3. I mean, the over-under right now is at 33.5, so I guess take the under under Shark's advisory. Not ours. Still don't have my mortal lock. I'm not going to take the Browns minus 6.5. I won't do it. If if Cooper was playing after the week he had last week, I'd be more inclined to do it. But the way Elijah Moore has been dropping balls left, right, and fucking. But I'll tell you what, Zachary, weeks. I have a hard time believing he's going to be doing that tonight. It's revenge game for him as well. You didn't want me as your wide receiver to go along with this quarterback. Look out, Jets Nation! Look out. Maybe we have a new Browns receiving record happening tonight. I I doubt that. Anyways, let's move on to the yes. one lonesome Saturday game as. The Dallas Cowboys host the Detroit Lions. The Cowboys are five-and-a-half-point favorites. You know, part of me, if I didn't see this earlier, probably would think about taking the Lions plus five-and-a-half as a mortal lock, but with the Cowboys being 7-0 and at home, that means they've beaten the Eagles at home. They've beaten everybody that's ever stepped into Jerry World this season. Dak Prescott, a lot of people saying, could get a 55 to $60 million contract extension at the end of this year, which, by the way, I think Jerry Jones will be making a huge mistake yeah. yeah great he finally had a good year i mean 
not a good year because he's had good years. He had a great year. That's great. He's had he's a great year MVP this year, but not, not a 50 to $60 million no. fucking. That is ridiculous. Nope. Sorry, Isaiah. No. No, 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 no. I think Isaiah would even agree with us on that. That's no, a lot of wouldn't. money to spend on the quarterback. I'll tell you right now. Hey, Siri. Call Isaiah Strong. We're going to find out. Well, as Robbie, Dad, you tell me, do you think Dak Prescott's worth 55 to 60 million dollars a year? Remember, he's in his, I believe, lower 30s. I think he's here. Big time mistake. Isaiah, you're live on the Sports Cave as we have you for a phone special guest. Are you ready for this question? Oh, yeah, sure. Bring it to me. Try to keep it safe. Try to keep within the TOS, the terms of service, please. Okay. (laughs) I mean, you could cuss, just, you know, not your favorite (laughs) word that you love to use. All right, buddy. Okay. If you were the general manager for the Dallas Cowboys, would you give okay. Dak Prescott an extension that equivalents out to an average of fifty-five to sixty million dollars a year? Yeah, of course. Yeah, of yeah. course. What do you <laughs> mean? Why wouldn't you? Because he's finally had a great year, Isaiah. You think you think that he's really worth fifty-five to sixty million dollars per year? I think he's worth more. You think he's worth oh. more? Hang this phone up. This guy's out of his mind. My co-host, my co-host has sec- um, asked me to hang up this phone call. I wish you a great rest of your night, Isaiah. Have a good one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Isaiah I told you. I told you. Crack. I told you. Well, whatever he was saying there, Robbie, I am going to be taking the Cowboys in this one. Like he said, the undefeated record at home. Big game for them, too. I'm going to take the Cowboys in this one. Cowboys will win this football game. All right. Our slate of Sunday games, let's start 1 o'clock in Buffalo. The Bills, who nearly lost to the Chargers, have a matchup against the AFC East rivals of the New England Patriots, 4-11 and this year. The Patriots, ironically, better on the road this year than they are at home. They are 3-4 and on the road. Meanwhile, they are 1-7 and at home. Uh, so they're and on the they've road. Already, they've already beaten Buffalo this year, too. And that was their lone victory at home against the Buffalo Bills. Although, Patriots came close against, I'm going to say it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to be completely honest here. I'm going to be honest to the core. This Patriots team could have three more victories if Bailey Zappi was the quarterback. I told you the scores where they only gave up 10 points to the Colts and the Giants and six to the Chargers. They lost 6 nothing to the Chargers, 10-7 to against both the Colts and the Giants. You mean to tell me that in Bailey Zappi, I understand he had his chance against the Giants in the second half and he had his chance against the Colts on the last drive. You mean to tell me if he didn't play the full game that they don't probably get another touchdown and win those games and have three more wins than where they're at right now? I, I won't lie to you. When you were talking about Bailey Zapp, you're like, I, you know, I think maybe we should ride this guy, see what he has. I'm like, you're out of your mind. The guy looked pretty good. He looked pretty good last week, Robbie. He's not anything he's my, special, my but he's going to win the football games. Well, he's a lot better than Mac Jones, that's for sure. This backfire plan better, Robbie. You're right, Kaylee. You're absolutely right, Did, But you know what? But, we're take, I'm taking the Bills, Robbie. Yeah, I'm taking I'm the take Buffalo the Bills, Bills in this one. I'm going to take the uh, Bills as well. I'll tell you what. Zeke's looked very good. He, he's probably going to get a better contract next year from another team that needs a running back, or maybe he returns on the Patriots. I highly doubt it. But the Patriots have a lot of things they got to look in this offseason because maybe Zappy's not all that bad. Maybe this is someone you ride with. Or now that we see that Russell Wilson is going to be available, maybe they try to get Russell Wilson Maybe they try for Kirk Cousins. Maybe they try for Kyler Murray. They're going to have a high draft pick, so they can maybe make those decisions after the draft. Are they going to draft Caleb Williams if available? Drake May, Michael Penix, Bo Nix, 
uh, Jalen Daniels, my, Marvin Harrison. It's so much, and they have $100 million to work with in the offseason as well. But the main thing I got to say right now, Robert Kraft, if you move on from Bill Belichick, then you got to be checked for some sort of dementia because you might have forgotten the six Super Bowl rings that he's brought in you, and you got to accept the fact that this guy is the reason why your team has looked so good the last few weeks, especially defensively. Not to mention, too, the Bill O'Brien hire was not Bill Belichick. It was you. So just think yeah. about it, Mr. Kraft. Maybe Stick get another macaroni, hand job. Kraft. Go to those massage parlors. Get another hand job. But realize. Say hi to Deshaun. Say hi to Deshaun and realize Belichick is not the problem. You are. Well, Robbie couldn't have said any better, but we are both taking the bills in that one there. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we are. I just got to make sure the audio does play. Yeah, perfect. Okay. That's a clip. Falcons going on to Chicago to take on the Chicago Bears. Six and nine, seven and eight for the Falcons. Six and nine are the Bears. Huh? Sixty-nine, huh? Anyways, uh, the Bears are three-point favorites at home. And Zach, I'm gonna ride the Chicago Bears with how hot they've been. I and and we also yeah, we also have to point out that this is Atlanta on the road who has not been very strong. I'm gonna be joining Robbie on this one. I like the way the Bears have been playing these last few weeks. Um you were talking about who you guys are going to be drafting, Robbie. I think as it sits now, you guys have second overall. I believe we are there at second. Second, yes. So I think if if this season ended today, this draft, I think you guys would end up with Caleb Williams because I think after what we've seen from Justin Fields the last couple of weeks, I think the Bears are going to end up keeping him around, trying to build around him. They got the two high first round picks for now. They're going to get a lineman and they're going to take Marvin Harrison Jr. first overall. I hope not. I want Marvin Harrison, but I wouldn't be upset with Caleb Williams neither. But, um, I mean, you see these Chicago Bear players in these interviews having his back that they do want Justin Fields to stay. And not for nothing, I wasn't big on this kid, but he's looked good. So we'll see what happens. He's just got to maintain the injury history, I guess, which yeah. is out of his hands. The following game, it's a big game for both teams. The 7-8 and eight Raiders, who are 2-5 and five on the road, going to Indianapolis to take on the 3-4 and four Indianapolis Colts, who had a terrible defeat last week. 3-4 and four at home. 3-4 and four at home, yes. This is a tough one, Robbie. You I agree it was, with you. It, Isn't that crazy? Because you would think, with them sitting Jimmy Garoppolo, with how bad they were under Josh McDaniels, I mean, I would love to know what the win-loss record differential is with Antonio Pierce. I think they have to start looking at this guy as a serious head coach now going into next season. Like, this has to be someone that is a, is a maybe, I want to say, favorite to coach his team now. They seem to be grouping around him pretty nicely. That being said... But I'll tell you this, I think Zachary, after, it's crazy enough because they're in the same situation that they were in two years ago when they fired John Gruen with all the racist comments and racist emails along with his brother. Although his brother was part of the organization. It was just a whole scandal thing. They had Rich Passaccia yeah. and they were damn close to taking down the Bengals in the wildcard round. And they elected to bring in Josh McDaniels. Did not and work now, out. Ironically, there's reports. They're probably going to bring back John Gruden. Oh my God. What are we doing here? Go with the guy that's winning games for you right now, even though I'm going to make this pick right now, Robbie. He ain't going to win this one. He ain't going to win this one. Colts coming off that big loss. They need this W very bad in Indianapolis. I'm going with the Colts. Robbie, you keep talking about this pick real quick. I got to piss my pants. I'll be back in 30 seconds. You got to start bringing like a funnel or something, man. I know. I should just start peeing in like a bottle or something off camera. before the show? I forgot to today. Oh, my fucking God. How can you forget 30 that? seconds. That's, 30 seconds. That's something that is the... 
That's amateur shit right there. It's very easy to remember. Take that piss before the show. And there he goes, supporting a rapist of a quarterback. Oh, I said the word. Anyways, like he said, Gardner Minshew, they didn't have Michael Pittman either. Let's not forget. I think it was the day before or it was the day of. It was one, two. I think it was the day before when they landed off the plane that he started experiencing the same concussion-like symptoms after he was taken off the concussion protocol. Started experiencing the same symptoms. So they were without Michael Pittman, who, by the way, I believe is also a free agent after this year and is someone that should be highly regarded right there with T. Higgins and Mike Evans. Ultimately, I think the Buccaneers are going to have to twist their wrist and bring back Mike Evans. How do you not? The guy is a Hall of Famer, no doubt. But they're going on the Colts here. Jonathan Taylor's back. Michael Pittman will be back against the Las Vegas Raiders. And it's easy for me to pick the Indianapolis Colts along with Zach Roden. I'm back. I'm back. What was that? We're taking the Colts. We both are. Yes, sir. Okay, yes, the Rams sir. going to New York to take on the New York Giants with uh, Taylor, Tyrod Taylor excuse me, as their starting quarterback. Rams are riding high, although the Giants' defense has looked pretty good. By the way, they're only, they are 3-3 three and three at home, so they are at a 500 record, but I think they would stand a better chance, ironically, with Tommy DeVito. I'm going with the Rams. I'm going to make this one short and sweet for you, Robbie, right there. Uh, <laughs> Dad says you need I to start wearing with... Depends. Sorry, Bob. If I was as old as you, I'd probably be wearing Depends. <laughs> Um, but I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm following you on this one, Robbie. The Rams are gonna win this game. I agree with you. I think Devito would give them a better shot to win. But even if he was playing, the Rams have been very hot lately. I'm gonna be riding the Los Angeles Rams. All right, Philadelphia is hosting the Arizona Cardinals. Philadelphia's kind of looked really shitty the last couple Terrible. weeks. Let's not forget a pick six by the Giants kept them in, as we failed to mention, and a Darius Slayton 70 yard touchdown reception. But the Cardinals, everything is just not hitting right. Kyler Murray is probably gonna be out the door. I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles win this game. Uh, minus 11, don't feel safe taking it. No, that's definitely not a minus 11 game right there. That's a big spread right there. But I, I'm going to take the Eagles too. I think they've looked it, – it, it's kind of true with what fucking uh, Bosa said when San Fran took him down for their first loss of the season. He's like, we just gave the entire league a blueprint of how to beat this team. And it seems like he did because they have been loss after loss after loss. But this is a week, I think, where they get back into Philadelphia Eagle form. The offense obviously has a lot of weapons on it. I'm so happy that Jalen Hurts has looked like shit these last couple weeks because if he would have won MVP this year, I would have been fucking furious. But with that being said, the Eagles are going to win this game. Okay. Um. By the way, while you're gone, you're supporting rapist jersey. I said that. All right. Anyways, um, the wow. battle wow. of the NFC South. Will the Buccaneers end their hopes or will they stay alive? To me, Zachary, this is a must-watch game. Live at Raymond James Stadium, Tampa, Florida. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the New Orleans Saints in what is a massive, massive game for both teams. Massive. Derek Carr and the Saints facing off against Tampa Bay and Baker Mayfield. The battle of Baker Mayfield, who they acquired, and Derek Carr, who they acquired. And the winner of this game, Zachary, for me. Tampa Bay at home. But I do not feel confident taking them to the minus 2.5 as my mortal lock. That is my pick. I'll tell you one thing right now, Robbie. I'm looking at this game, and the date of this game is December 31st. We know what Baker Mayfield is in December. He is Mr. December. Baker some, December. We need some echo on this bitch. You're really hyping up. I like you talk like that. Baker December. And Mr. December is going to keep this motherfucker going because my mortal... Lock. Whoa! Is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus two and a half 
and I don't even give a flying fuck what Baker Mayfield over under is. You can toss his fucking over in that bitch while you're at it too. You heard it here first, Zachary, and the listeners of the Sports Cave. I don't know why I said Zachary. You heard it here first, the Sports Cave listeners. Zach Roden is taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus two and a half and the over of passing yards for Baker Mayfield against the New Orleans Saints. You heard it here first. If it's under 270. Well, because I'm like, I mean, he's had a good few weeks. What if it's like 287 yards? It's a lot of throwing yards. You know what? Fuck it. I don't give a shit ball sack. But what if it's 295 and a half? Is that what it is? I don't know. I'm going to find out. I was going to say, that's pretty high. (laughs) I I was expecting like 260, 250 around that area. I'm going to get it for you in literally just a few seconds. I just loaded into my DraftKings sportsbook account, which, by the way, no longer using DraftKings, Zachary. Fanatics started creating a a sportsbook, and I think for like your deposits, like a portion of it, goes into that so I can get like jerseys and shit because they're like the official jerseys Ooh, for everything. Not bad. Yeah, very, very good. Why did it hit the Arizona Cardinals? Okay, here we go. Passing props here. So Baker Mayfield's over under for passing yards. Take a guess. You said two fifty? I'm gonna say two forty seven and a half. Two thirty three and a half where Derek Carr's oh two forty and Boom, 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 boom. Hammer that shit, huh? Hammer. 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 All right, well, this next one is my mortal lock. The San Francisco 49ers are on the road against the Washington Commanders, who are 1-5. They're 12.5-point favorites. That's too That's too little. They're going to bounce back. They're going to fucking rip some assholes apart. And they're going to butt-fuck the living shit out of the goddamn Washington Commanders. Hold up. I'm uh, I'm going to agree with you on every single aspect of that there, Robert, especially with Washington making those two big defensive trades. I mean, they got their, their defense is depleted. They're coming off. Sam Frank coming off that big, embarrassing loss. Brock Purdy's worst game of his career. Expect him to be a lot better, especially against this absolute terrible Washington commander's defense. I'm going San Fran, and I feel very confident in that, uh, excuse me, 12 and a half point spread. As do I. But uh, I'll tell you what, after that game, Ronda Rivera, you're going to experience a lot of emotional damage. It's over. You right. fired. I'll tell you what, Zachary, this one, as crazy as it sounds, <laughs> this is a tough decision. The Carolina Panthers on the road against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who might be without Trevor Lawrence. I think they probably will be without Trevor Lawrence. And I mean, we talked about it earlier, Bryce Young. Finally having a game where he looked like a legitimate quarterback. Jacksonville Jaguars, in my opinion, Robbie, have been the worst team in the NFL over the last five weeks. Like, just absolutely terrible. It's so tough to pick the Carolina Panthers. But I also think the Panthers have a little bit riding on this as well. I know Jacksonville's playing for a playoff spot. I think the Panthers are looking at this too, though. They want to fuck these Bears over. They don't want to just get in first overall pick. No. And for that reason, Robbie, I'm taking the Carolina fucking Panthers Whoa! to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars on Sunday. Clipping that, Zachary. 
That's a that's a very very hot take there that we're gonna see. Well, let's see how this one pans out there. What, what's what's the line from dodgeball? Which one are you talking about? Like towards the end. Oh, it's, the... it's a bold strategy, Cod. We'll just have to see if it pans out for him. We'll see how it pans out for you, Zachary. But for me, like you said, I fall into that trap twice, and I've learned not to fall into that trap anymore. I'm taking the Jaguars. I don't care if it's C.J. Beathard pussy. or Trevor Lawrence. Pussy. You're right. You're right. I'm a pussy, but I'm also smart. Okay, next game here. Here we go. Big matchup. So now we got two big matchups that we got to look forward to, folks. The Baltimore Ravens are hosting the Miami Dolphins. But mm. this could come at a cost because it looks like Miami's going to be without one of their better offensive weapons in Jalen Waddle. Yeah, yeah. Waddle didn't get that injury in last week's game. Um, I mean, they still got Tyreek Hill, obviously, there. But as we saw with Baltimore playing the Ray or the Baltimore playing the Ravens, Baltimore playing the 49ers last week. The Baltimore's defense is unbelievable. I know Tua's got a great arm. Brock Purdy's been one of the quote-unquote best quarterbacks in the league this year, but I think he's also had the easiest job of all time. That being said, I think this Ravens defense is too good. I think this Ravens team is the best in the league, and I think they're getting oh, this job done. Whoa, whoa, say that again. Say that again. I think the Ravens are the best team in the NFL this season. I thought you said, I defense. Mean, I thought you said defense. I thought that's what I heard. I think uh, I think the Ravens got this one, Robbie. Miami's beaten one good team this season, and it was last week. They're riding that high right now, but they are going to be dropped down back to reality when the Ravens plow through them in Baltimore. Yeah, um, I think a lot of teams are adapting to Tua's inability to throw a long ball, and they're trying to shut down Tyreek Hill any way possible. Are they also going to be able to stop Raheem Mostert or Devin Achane is to be determined. So I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens in this one convincingly as well. The following game, C.J. Stroud makes his return at home against the Houston Texans. Whether they have Will Levis or not, doesn't matter to me. Texans win this football game at home. Yep, make this one short and sweet, Robbie. I'm riding with you on that one. C.J. Stroud has been an electric quarterback this season. I know his receiving core is a bit depleted, but I'm taking the Texans in this one. I understand that Mason Rudolph had a great game last week. It's going to be a tough game when he goes to Seattle to face the 12th man on the field. With that electric crowd in Seattle, I'm going with Seattle taking down the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, I'm not counting Mason Rudolph. What the fuck? Echo one there. I'm not counting on Mason Rudolph to have two games like that back to back. That was a big one against the Bengals last season or last week, but we know how those interdivisional matchups go. I will also be taking the Seahawks. This game means a lot to the Seahawks for their playoff implications, so I'm taking the Seahawks. Um, Chargers. Easton Stick versus Jared Stidham against the Denver Broncos. I mean, it's a dog shit game, but I'm just going to take the home field team and take the Denver Broncos to beat the Chargers. You know, Robbie, just to have some fun in this Don't thing, I'll it. take the Chargers. I'll take the shitty Chargers. You to beat are the Broncos. fucking insane. Let's spice it up a little bit, you know? When you lose the when you lose the Panthers and the Chargers pick, you're going to be feeling like this. I'm a dumbass. What if I win them? Then you're going to feel like you're amazing. All right. Bengals on the road against the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs are seven-point favorites. I'm taking the Chiefs all the way. It's a big bounce back for the Chiefs. They need a big W here. Jake Browning looked like shit last week. The Bengals' defense is average at best. I'm also going with the Chiefs in this one, too. This is Bilotti's game to lose. My other hometown. I think there's a moment you need a script. 
Um, all right, Zachary, last one. Sunday night football, there's no Monday night football because of the new year. Minnesota Vikings against Ryan's. Go, Pat, go. Go, Pat, go. Go, Pat, go. I'm taking the Green Bay Packers to go on the road and defeat the Minnesota Vikings, who are 2-5 and five at home, although the Packers are only 3-5. and five. Well, Vikings quarterback is uh, up in the air for this week. They have the back or the rookie starting, yes, but yes. who knows if he's going to last? Who knows what's going to happen for those reasons? Jordan Love has actually turned out to be a decent quarterback this season. And we talked some shit about him, but he's up there in pretty much top 10 for every quarterback statistic this season. So you got to give him credit where credit's due. I'm right with the Packers as well. Hell yeah, brother. All right, folks, before we move on to some NBA, this weekend is a big weekend. In college football, we got damn right a ton is. of bowl games coming up this weekend. As some of them have already been underway, going back to as far as last week. Here we go. So, you want, I got them right here. You want me to go yes, through? Yes, because I'm still scrolling. Yes. Friday, December 29th, tomorrow night, folks. Ohio State takes on Missouri. Question marks of who's even going to be playing for Ohio State right now. So I'm not exactly too confident in this one. We'll have to see what happens. As it looks now, Ohio State is a three-and-a-half-point favorite as the number seven seed facing number nine in the Cotton Bowl, 8 p.m. tomorrow, folks. Let's see what happens. Well, I'm sure Kyle McCord obviously isn't going to play because he transferred to Syracuse. Marvin Harrison's probably not going to play. Yeah. Missouri, if they have everybody going, is it hard to potentially not take Missouri to pull off a major, major, major upset? The, the thing is, is it, it, I want to say it's hard, but Missouri's offense is so fucking yeah. atrocious. Yeah. And Ohio State's defense is pretty good. I feel like that no matter what they put out there offensively, if they get six points, they're going to win this game. So I'll be taking the Buckeyes. Well, Saturday, Florida State has something to prove. They could tell us that we were all wrong. But then again, how many? Hold people on, there's are still, there's still two more games for. All right, you know what? No, yeah, no, no, you're, the, right, you're, right, you're right, right, right. Yeah, you want to do the big ones because I know we yeah, got go to the big ones. Notre Dame, Oregon the big State. Ones here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Florida and Georgia in the Orange Bowl. In Miami at Hard Rock Stadium. Zach, I'm taking Georgia. I don't care if they're using their backups or whatever. Actually, I do care. I do care because you know what? If their quarterback for Florida State didn't get hurt, they're absolutely in. But because he did, you know what I mean? It's just. It, it is it's bullshit politics is what it is. And I I'm not even here. I can't wait for next be... year. I can't wait for next year. I've been saying it for years. And it comes into fruition next year because Georgia should be in there. Florida State should be in there. Oregon should be in there. Ohio State this, should be in there. This would have been this would have been the year. This would have been Perfect. the fucking best year to do it. There's yes. so many good teams in that top ten, top twelve. Let's let's it, let's see because you know what I'm looking right here. LSU's at thirteen and they have the favor for the Heisman. If it were to end, these would be the twelve teams in the in the uh, playoffs here. From twelve up, Oklahoma, Ole Miss, Penn State, Missouri, Oregon, Ohio State, Georgia, Florida State, Alabama, Texas, Washington, Michigan. So obviously I'm an Ohio State fan, but you're not you. You can't sit there and honestly tell me that there's not a chance Ohio State as a seven seed, if there was that 12 team tournament, could, could go it. on a run and win this championship. They could. Uh, oh, who else was in the top ten there? You said was it uh, Notre Dame or they, they weren't in there? No, right? It no, was no, fucking no, no. Uh, Oregon. Yep. Oregon's a great football team too. You're not gonna tell me they can't go on a run and possibly compete for a national championship. Right. There's. there's I can't wait for it next year. I cannot wait Agreed. for it. Agreed. Uh, but I am going to ride with you on this one, too. I'm taking George as well. They are coming in at 20-point favorites yeah. as the lower seed. So, And speaking of 
the top 12, Ole Miss and Penn State. Um, I'll take Penn State to win that one. I'm going to take – you know what? I'll, yeah, I'll take Penn State too. Their offense is shit, but their defense is top-notch. All right. Here we go, folks. This is the college football final for the top four college football Semifinal. playoffs. The semifinals are here. It'll be Alabama and Michigan at 5 o'clock. Michigan has looked great all year, but Alabama has been rolling ever since that loss to Florida. Rolling. Do you mind if I go first on this one? Give me some echo for this one. I literally I have one word to say. Say it. Alabama. Roll Tide! But Zachary, I'm going against you. We're going with Big Blue. We're going with Michigan. I hope, I hope Alabama fucking kills them. But the next semifinal, Robbie, any one of these two teams, I'm rooting for to win. Texas versus Washington, number three versus number two. Washington, I think, would be a fantastic story if they were able to pull this off. With the last year in the Pac-12, this would be a tremendous story. I I just don't think it's going to happen, though, Robbie. I think this Texas team is built to win. They snuck in there as a third seed. I'm not even saying that. I don't even think they're really deserving of being in there. I agree. But they're in there, and honestly, I think we could be looking at the potential NCAA football champion of 2023-2024 with this Texas Longhorns team. Wow. I can't I can't sound the horn because you know why? They've they've made me eat my words. I said it would only be a matter of time until they were out of the top twenty five in power rankings. They proved me wrong and they proved a lot of people wrong, so I'm sure I'm not the only one who said that. Yep. And it's only gonna get bigger in Texas when Archie Manning takes over the helm at some point. But they're going up against Washington. Washington has had an incredible season. They are thirteen and zero, taking down Oregon twice. Taking down Caleb Williams, but this is their biggest test of the season. Oregon's good. Are they better than Texas? All around wise, no. Maybe offensively, no, but not defensively. Zach, I'm gonna ride with the Huskies. I'm not trying to play favoritism wow. due to the higher rankings of number one Michigan, number two Washington, but there's a reason they are up there. And I'm going to go with the Washington Huskies. We have contradicting picks, folks. I have Washington being Texas. Zach has the opposite. I have Michigan taking down Alabama. Zachary has the opposite. Let the games begin! You know that kind of funny, too? If you would have told me at the beginning of the season that a potential NCAA championship game was consisting of the Michigan Wolverines against the Washington Huskies, like Michigan, I, I could be like, okay. I could probably right. see Michigan getting there. Right. Washington, no what a story. I would not be upset even in the slightest, if they take Texas down and end up winning this championship. I just think Texas is built for it. I think that's the team in my heart that I think is going to win this whole thing. So I'm going with the Longhorns. Love to hear. Love to hear. All right, Zachary, what do you say we move on to the NBA here really quick? Let's do some NBA. Yeah, you got the notes up there. I do. John Morant has made his return along with Marcus Smart and the Grizzlies. They've been winning basketball games because of it. Although John Morant had a celebration where you saw him doing like kind of a shooting thing. But to me, Zachary, I'm going to say this. I understand what the circumstances of what this guy has been. I'm not going to overreact. And I'm just going to simply say it was a hype dunk. He celebrated and immediately he had the wherewithal. He realized what he was doing. So I'm not going to make a big deal of it. But what I will say is this. It pertains to the Grizzlies team. Boy... Do they need 
this guy back. And you know what's even better, Zach? I've said it before that John Morant's game is a better three-point shooter than the guys we're going to mention at their peak. His game is so close to prime Derrick Rose and prime Russell Westbrook. Some of the most He's athletic a game changer, man. He's a point game changer. guards, but he could shoot the three-ball better. And who better to guide him through this than the guy who unfortunately his career has been derailed by injuries in Derrick Rose. Definitely a good guy to be leaning on right now. You know what? I, I'm i definitely not, I'm not talking no shit about John Moran. The guy's made his mistakes. He's a young kid. He's going to grow. Gonna He'll grow. get better. That we're, celebration. We're rooting for John Moran, correct? We're rooting for him? Yeah. We're not rooting against if, if him? You, if you have a problem with him doing that celebration, you're a fucking pussy and stop watching basketball. The guy made a sick dunk or whatever the fuck he did, and he does a little, oh, which I can guarantee you probably if 99.9% of any other players in the league did the celebration, it wouldn't even be any, wouldn't even be news. But because he's been caught with a couple guns on Instagram Live and in the titty bar, it's headlining news. I hope to God that this kid can just shut all this shit out, focus on playing basketball, because we are looking at a unbelievable talent. And as Robbie said, this Grizzlies team, they need him, need him to be playing. And it's showing. They were a terrible without him. They're winning games now with him. We're looking at a team that could probably sneak into one of those playoff spots now, Robbie. We'll see because they are 10-19. and 19. They are four games out of the 10 seed uh, Phoenix Suns, which leads into the next uh, topic conversation here. ESPN Adrian Zwarzanowski has reported that Kevin Durant is getting very frustrated with the Phoenix Suns, although KD says that Oh, I haven't heard cap. this one before. Yeah, fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> um, I got to see because I'm pretty sure I did like the video. But there was a play on Christmas Day where um, someone created a turnover. Here it is. We have it right here. We're going to give you the video here. Uh, a turnover, and you can hear Devin Booker barking at his teammate. Here we go. Seven now for Derek. Excuse me, 10. That was a three ball. With the steal, Booker giving chase. And Luca gets the lane. Why aren't you running back? We're going to turn the ball over and don't run back. You tell him, Booker. I, you know, Devin Booker is normally a whining crybaby bitch, but he's absolutely right. And you know what, Zachary? The most disappointing team in the NBA this year is the Phoenix Suns. They brought in Bradley Beal. They brought in Yusuf Nurkic. They brought in Grayson Allen. They fired Monty Williams to bring in. Um, Frank Vogel, a former uh, NBA champion with the Los Angeles Lakers in the bubble, and this team is so... F- and you hear Eric Gordon expressing his frustrations. This team is underperforming beyond all beliefs. And if you remember, before the season started, I said on paper, the starting lineup, it helps. Because you brought yeah. in Grayson Allen and Yusuf Nurkic were before. It looked a little bit scary because you had no depth on your bench. And it proves they have nothing on their bench, and they don't have any assets to give away. They gave away the majority of their picks to the Brooklyn Nets, which are in the Brooklyn Nets' favors. They gave away some picks to Washington to acquire Bradley Beal. It's not looking good for the Suns, and the more Kevin Durant gets frustrated, it's just going to be another case of Kevin Durant saying, all right, I want out. But the difference between Kevin Durant and Kyrie and James Harden is, because I've been through this, he'll continue to play basketball. He will. He yeah, loves basketball. And- but I will say that about him. I will you, say that about him. You he, fucked he, up bringing in Bradley Beal. And it's not because Bradley Beal is a bad player. 
Bradley Beal has been suffering a lot of injuries the last few years of the season. What has he played? Five games this season? Not a lot. And he's questionable for tonight, uh, Thursday night here. You don't have a point guard. You don't have a point guard. Kevin Durant had to drop a triple-double for them to win yesterday, and I've seen Kevin Durant have to do that with Brooklyn when they you know, were dealing with the vaccine, you know, the COVID issues where yeah. everyone was dealing with COVID. They had six players in one game, and he had triple-double in their victory. Seen him do it against the Milwaukee Bucks in the playoffs when Kyrie got hurt and Harden was dealing with his hamstring injury. But that's not sad. his game. That's not how Kevin Durant plays his game. He'll do it if he has to, but he's not going to do it on a consistent basis. And when he does, I've seen it. He gets hurt. It's almost like they. It's almost like they should have kept Chris Paul. Yeah. Yep. Yes, they should have. Yes, they should have. But all right, that's that. Um, we haven't seen some NBA history. I've seen it, at least because I watch both games. The Detroit Pistons are the biggest losers in NBA history. Heading into before Christmas. They had back-to-back matchups two days before Christmas and the day right after against the Brooklyn Nets in Brooklyn and in Detroit. In the first quarter, after they lost to the Nets on December 23rd, they were up by as much as 15. But from there, Brooklyn Nets figured it out. They beat the Pistons. The Pistons have now lost 27 consecutive games, which is the most in a single season, surpassing the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Philadelphia 76ers. They lose... 27 straight games. And also to note, they started off the season 2-1. and one. They have, um, In their last 49 games, 49! This is dating back to last year. They are 4-45. and 45. Uh, I, Robbie, I want to note out right now, they are playing live right now against the Celtics in Boston, and they are up by 11 in the first quarter, so... Well, guess what? They're up by 15 against the Nets, too. Yeah. And they blew it. I'll tell you what, Zach. When you look at the roster on paper, it's too young. It is too young. Your second... Would you like to take a guess for their second best players? We all know Kate Cunningham is the best. Uh, Azira Thompson? <laughs> Boyan Bogdanovich is their second best player. When teams yeah, were calling them last year, Zach, they were calling last year at the trade deadline to acquire him. Do you know what they want for Boyan Bogdanovich? Two first-rounders. Yeah, they wanted two first-round picks. For Which is... What the fuck? I wouldn't even give a, a fucking... I wouldn't I even would give, give a draft a first. pick for that I wouldn't give him a first. I'd give him a second, maybe two seconds. But, I mean, I, I, I had a tweet liked here. I got to see if I could refine it, Zachary. Here it is. Okay. Worst single-season records since 2000, the 21st century. In NFL, the Lions. In 2008, they went 0-16. In 2003, the Detroit Tigers went 43-119. and Jesus Christ. In 2019, Zachary, the Red Wings, 17-49-5. and And the Pistons are on pace to go 5 Five, five wins and seventy-seven losses. You absolutely what a season! Suck. What a season! That that is outrageous. Is there is there a draft lottery for NBA? Like how do they not get? It's a lottery. It's a lottery. 
It's a lot. Okay, so it is a lottery. I thought it was the like NFL where it was the bottom team just gets it. Nope, it's a lottery, and and the MLB is adapted to that too. It's a lottery. That's how it should be. The NFL should be a it lottery. It should be because well. you can't you can't just go and tank. Like, for instance, and hockey, if McDavid's the guy available, there's probably ten teams that are going. Yeah, we're just gonna we're, we're tanking this season. Yep. Yep. Um. So that's the news for that. But um, let's see what else we got here. Last night, I got to talk about this, Zachary. This frustrates me. Last night against the Milwaukee Bucks, the Nets were playing back-to-back games. They travel from Detroit to Brooklyn, and then they're on a four-game road trip after this. Last night, the Brooklyn Nets, uh, they sat Dorian Finney-Smith, Cam Johnson, and Nicholas Claxton. In the first, after the first quarter, they sat Royce O'Neal, Cam Thomas, and Mikel Bridges. And I understand they got a long road trip coming up. And it was nice to see the G League affiliates and some of the guys that they draft this year, like Derek Whitehead, Jalen Wilson, Noah Clowney. There's a positive and there's a negative. The positive is, all right, Jalen Wilson was balling out. Dennis Smith Jr. looked like he can run a team. If he is to be the one guy, he looked pretty good. De'Aaron Sharp looked good. But the negative is the comments you hear from Mikel Bridges, who, by the way, is the Iron Man of the NBA. He hasn't missed a game ever since he's come into the league, and he played, technically, he played 83 games last year because he played one more game when he got traded to the Nets, but it was four seconds. It was four seconds, they tipped it off, and he followed him, and then he sat. Mikel Bridges quote saying, I get in there to play the game because I want to go out there and win. I don't go there and just to sub in, get the streak and whatever. I just want to play. You know, you hear hear that from a lot of the old school guys like Kobe, and and especially Kobe, because I'll give you Kobe the example. In his final year, where he announced his retirement, into the season, by the way, because I'll get to it. Yeah, A little bit into the season because he realized he didn't have any more. His wife asked him, why do you make sure you play all these games on the road? He played 20 years with the Lakers. If he didn't get to see him, he's sorry. But a lot of these people on the road that are his fans, that's the one chance they get to see him most likely. <laughs> their last shot. And he made sure he played all the road games, but he also made sure he could play every game possible. He doesn't believe in that rest shit. Mikel Bridges, it seems like he's adapted that same attitude. And the thing with outside of Mikel Bridges, against the Pistons on Tuesday night, they sat Cam Thomas in the fourth quarter, who's been their best player all around. Go Blue! So, moral story I'm trying to get to here. Jack Vaughn, you better confirm before the games instead of doing it during the game. Not a good look. Yeah, sit them down and chat them up a little bit first so they're not bombarded with this during the game. I think that's not a bad idea. So, that's what I had to put about that. Um, nothing going on with the Raptors, Zachary? No, no, we're still the same old shitty Raptors. Scotty Barnes looked good this year, though. He's He's been the, he uh, the one bright spot. Yeah, he might be an all-star this year. He has looked good. Um, all right, NCAA. Uh, it's going to be quick here. The biggest news coming out of the NCAA is basketball and simply basketball. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the biggest news is what's going on with UConn with Donovan Klingon, uh suffering a foot injury that's going to keep him out three to four weeks, which is a big hit for UConn, hence why they lost to St. Hall when he missed um, the majority of the game, exiting the game with his foot injury. They, can't, they did have an impressive win last Saturday against St. John's. Um, and that will lead us into our power rankings here. All I'm just trying to say, Donovan Klingon, a major loss. 
Yeah. So the top yeah. 25 was released on Monday, and it looks as such. And I thought about it, Zachary. Satan Hall takes down UConn. They're not in the top 25. And not only that, Zachary, they didn't even get one singular vote taking down the number five team. Not that's one pre- singular vote. That's pretty vote. surprising. Very insane. The top 25 looks as such. Providence goes in. Ole Miss and Wisconsin at 23. Creighton goes from number 12 down to number 22. Texas at 21. James Madison. I don't know what it is with that fucking university this year. Football and basketball. They're at number they're plowing. 20. Memphis goes up to 19. A lot of people are saying don't sleep on Memphis. They're going to be a good team this year. Um, excuse me. Uh, Clemson stays put at 18. Baylor goes from the top 10 to number 17. Duke goes up five spots. Colorado State goes up a spot. BYU goes up three. Gonzaga goes from 15 to 13. Oklahoma goes from number 7 to number 12. Illinois goes up two. Marquette goes from 6 to 10, um, which UConn will be facing on Sunday. North Carolina, back in the top 10. Kentucky makes their way in. Florida Atlantic goes up seven spots from 14 to 7. Tennessee at number 6, and then the top 5 stays the same with UConn, Arizona, Houston, Kansas, and Purdue. And let's hope UConn can hold that position with that injury, though. It's three to four weeks is not not detrimental, but as Robert said, that's uh, not not ideal. But they haven't not played ideal. since last Saturday. They're going to have this whole week off until Sunday, so that's one out of three to four. There we go. There we go. All right, Zachary, let's go through some hockey talk here, all right? World Juniors are underway, Zachary. It's one of your yes, favorite sir. times of the year, and Zach, I we love got it. nine minutes, so make sure you got that football game on your television as you're also doing this. I, uh, I won't be able to do that, Robbie, without leaving the camera, so we're going to go through this quick. World Juniors, one of my favorite times of the year. Team Canada looks good this year. Coming into this tournament, though, Robbie, the betting favorites, according to multiple or pretty much every single betting website, and in my opinion included, this United States of America World Junior team is top-notch. They have NHL skill. Guys are being loaned. Guys have been drafted. I think really the only competition for them in this tournament is either Sweden or Canada. Their division, they are going to run right through that. Canada started off 2-0. and They looked very good, too. We have Macklin Celebrini, who's the uh, number one projected overall pick in next year's draft. The kid's the only guy on the fucking team wearing a goddamn cage because he's not allowed to wear a visor because he's not 18 yet. He looks incredible. I think he got six points or five points or seven last game. Everyone tune into the World Juniors. I know it's in Sweden. It's a little bit early right now, but or the games are early, I should say. It is exciting hockey, and you get to see the future stars in the NHL before they make it there. Zach, I forgot to show this. I don't know if you'd be interested, but would you like to see how the last Pistons possession went when they solidified their 27th loss? Sure. <laughs> this is bad, dude. Are you ready for this? Folks, watch this. If, if you're not here on Twitch and you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcast, follow us on our Twitch page, the Sports Cave one. You're not going to miss this. Also on TikTok, too. We might post this puppy on there as well. Team of the last 17. And find a miracle. Still a two percent. Jack, please tell me you saw it. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. I got delay on my screen. It still hasn't popped up yet. This is brutal. Rogers ignite, everybody. I had to play it a second time, Zach. You're I actually, you know what? I, I haven't seen it yet, but I just heard, I actually did see this fucking play. Oh my god, it's so sad, bro. It's so Detroit Pistons. I mean, it wouldn't need a miracle regardless, but I mean, it, it is it is insane 
how ridiculously bad this team is. And by the way, Robbie, as I said earlier, they're up by 11. I think now they're down to a three-point lead going into the second quarter. Shocker. Oh. I wish I could say shocker, but I'm not. All right. Um, NHL, Buffalo Sabres have put Tage Thompson on the team's non-roster list due to personal reasons. Zach, what could this look like? What could the timetable be like? I mean, it doesn't sound like it's like a, a family. <laughs> we don't know if it's a family matter. We don't know what it is. It, that's you never really know what these things here. If I was a guessing man, I'd say probably a week, week tops. Spit it out, buddy. Spit it out. Jesus Christ. First, I one of my uh, vaporizer pens there, not nicotine. <laughs> but uh, Tate Thompson, the guy's been a, a, a star for Buffalo the last couple seasons. So hopefully everything's going well with him. You honestly don't know what timetable with these sort of things, though. It could be a family member passed away and he's stepping away for maybe one or two games. Maybe it's. Something more serious than that, I can't elaborate on because I have no news on it, but we just hope that uh, it's nothing too serious and we see Tage back on the ice very shortly. All right. We had two Michigans in one night, Zachary. I was just going to say, that was that's the craziest night for goal scoring like that in the NHL history. You get Connor Bedard, first overall pick with the Michigan, and then Trevor Zegras, who's been injured all year. I believe, Robbie, that was his first game back in the lineup after a few weeks. And did you see the video of the uh, the reporter yes. interviewing him before the game? Yes, ask requesting it. I got both videos all of I, the Michigans. Yeah, you know what? Play play the videos here. Here's this Bedard's. Is, this is fantastic. Here's shit. Bedard's. And the defenseman for the Blackhawks control Phillips feeds Bedard out to center. Connor Bedard tracked by Robert Thomas. Bedard shoots wide to the stick side of Bennington. Kurashev plays the rebound for Bedard down low. Bedard ah! scores. Unbelievable! Give us a slow mo. Give us a slow mo. From behind here, it here is. after a good rush anyway. Ah! We have not seen him do that in a I want you to realize, Rob, that this kid is 18 years old. Yeah. Uh, fun to have a Bedard, too, uh, for five-on-five five goals this season. Can you guess how many players in the NHL are above him for five-on-five five goals this year? Matthews has to be above him. I'm going to stop you there, Robbie. That's it. Shut the fuck up. That's it. Matthews is the only player that has more five-on-five goals this season than Connor Bedard as an 18-year-old rookie. Wow. The kid is going to be a phenom. And I told you, 30 goals. I told you, I I predicted 30 goals before the season started, not knowing shit about hockey, and you said that's a little... It could be done, but it's unrealistic. I can see it happen. Now, guaranteed, it is happening. He he might get 40. You you could get 50 this year, for Christ's sake, the way he's playing. Let's lean to the topic I had here. Connor Bedard seems to finally find his rhythm and confidence. Absolutely lately. And and last night, he was responsible for the two goals that gave the Blackhawks the victory. And one of them was a disgusting fucking uh, between-the-legger here, which I have a video of. When you you got the rebound off it? Please. That's another thing, too, to have the confidence to even attempt to do a Michigan or a through-the-legs goal like that at 18 years old is is mind-blowing to me, to be honest with you. Here we go. Here's one of his goals last night. Still buzzing. Globally had a chance. It's overtime it's winner. Marcy. And here comes Bedard. Right up the middle. Woo! Shot scores! What a release. The kid Zach, has a fucking release. It's against release. one of the best teams in hockey in the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah. That, I'm... Dumb Robbie, I'm telling you right now, this kid is going to be special. The way how bad Chicago is this year, too, they're probably looking at possibly getting another first overall pick. I'm sensing a lot of Pittsburgh Penguins vibes with this team back in the early 2000s when they were shit. And in three drafts, they get Malkin, Flurry, and Crosby. 
and all of a sudden, boom, a dynasty is born. Here we go. Let's show you guys the other Michigan goals. Zachary, this was done by... Trevor Zegers of the Anaheim Ducks. And Robbie, the kid is, I think, 23 years old, maybe 24. This is his second Michigan goal in his NHL career. And Anaheim still has it. Fowler almost lost it, lost an edge, and now does lose it. Bjorkstrand trying to feed it to McCann behind the defense, but a good recovery by Fowler. Mintyakov brings it back in, drops it off to Zegers. Trevor takes it in behind the net. Wow! A cross goal! opinion is even cooler too. You see how he picked it up? He picks yeah. it up with like the toe of his stick yeah. and just snaps it up there quickly. Insane. I mean, Insane. the kid's got some hands on him. He's got some hands on him. Um, we're gonna be live Monday, Zachary. Yes, sir. On Monday, folks, we're gonna give you our NBA and NHL power rankings that we, I think, we basically forgot to do. Well, we ran out of time tonight, folks. We will do that. We will go over some MLB stuff for you too. So I know we missed that tonight. The Blue Jays finally made some moves. We will save that for Monday for you folks in case anybody uh, else, maybe Cody Bellinger. <laughs> we'll see. But, folks, Zach's ready to watch his Cleveland Browns destroy the New York Jets. We'll get into our MLB talk on Monday. But the one thing I will say very quickly about the MLB, run, Wander Franco, run, you stupid fuck. Rapist. All right. With that being said, folks, a great 2023 we can't wait. We can't wait to carry into 2024. Happy New Year's to everybody, and please be safe. Call an Uber, call a Lyft, whatever you gotta do. Don't get in trouble by the popo. Zachary, take us out. Or if you have no other option, drive drunk. Just kidding, folks. <laughs> Obviously, just joking there. Happy New Year here from the Sportscape, folks. What a year it has been. Get ready for 2024 because we are landing on the moon, folks. Uh. Excuse me. There's only one thing left to say, guys, and it's the last time I'll say this in 2023. Stay sexy, Sports Cave.